Welcome to Tom's Atypical Tales of Terror. And other stuff. What makes them atypical, you might ask? Well, to be honest, the tales themselves are more or less typical horror. Ghosts, cryptids, old gods, whatever strikes my fancy. It is the brain of the writer that is atypical. I am autistic and I have ADHD. In other words, I am neurodiverse. That's where other stuff comes in. I want to use the platform provided by being lucky enough to have a talent I can use for a podcast to also talk about how my diverse brain affects every facet of my life, including my creative process in both positive and negative ways. I want to talk about what things I do to manage and mitigate my difficulties and to harness my strengths, and I want to see what others do as well. Not just for autism and ADHD, but for anything that makes a brain neurodiverse. I want this to be a place to celebrate and help each other while also providing a good scare. To be clear, the horror will be the main component, with the other stuff before and after each story. In the show notes, you will find links to my Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter pages, where you can reach out and get involved. I'd love to hear from you, and please let others know so we can build a community. Now, without further ado, a very short story to whet your appetites. The first full-length episode will be on Halloween, and I hope you will join me then. Greetings, fellow travelers of the dark. Please enjoy this little taste of what is to come. It is a short tale of one boy's encounter with something not of this world. Come, let us part the curtains and see what lurks in the darkness on the other side of the windows in a tale called Ghosts of the Past. trouble believing what I say, but it is true, every word of it. It begins when I was a child. I was born to a moderately wealthy family in Bonn. We lived in a large mansion dating back to the 11th century, when the original part had been a minor noble's estate. I discovered my gift at an early age. I could see and talk to the spirits haunting the old place. I befriended many of them, except for the dark presence in the cellars, which had once been the dungeon. I didn't tell anyone in my family, knowing they would never believe. After my father died when I was eight, my mother and I returned to her parents' home in Berlin. It was a cold day in October when we arrived. I will never forget looking out the carriage window as it pulled to a stop in front of rusted wrought iron gates. Skeletal trees flanked it on the far side of a crumbling brick wall. Through the gate, across a yard filled with other barren trees, stood a massive stone mansion, much larger than my former home. Ivy choked several walls. Others were cracked and dirty. The roof from which gargoyles and grotesques leered, was missing many tiles. The gate creaked open in the hands of one of the carriage men, and we rolled through, the house looming ever larger as we approached. Chills shot down my spine. I could not take my eyes off its dark bulk. As we got closer, I saw many faces watching us from various windows. I could not tell if they were living or dead. I would soon find out. The first days were happy as the house seemed to awaken more and more to my presence. Then... Something dark awoke. My new friends fled from it and left me alone. The house, always a gloomy place, became increasingly heavy and oppressive. Everywhere I went, shadowy figures constantly darted around in my periphery. I felt an increasing anxiety and dread hanging over me, 
as if I were a mouse that sensed a cat readying to pounce. But the worst were the nights, when Mother would send me to bed in my room on the second floor, the same room left untouched since my uncle hanged himself in it so long before. Except for the fresh sheets put on the bed for me by the staff, a thick layer of dust coated everything, as if they were not allowed to touch anything else. It was here I had met his spirit, a sad young man who could not understand why he was still on this plane. But I saw him no more after the darkness had come. I saw something else when I lay awake in that bed at night, and it was not human. I saw it first in one corner of the room, a massive figure of shadow, like living darkness, man-shaped, but stretching from floor to high ceiling and wider than two men abreast. That first night it just stood there, watching me. I could feel evil emanating from it, and my heart raced in terror as my eyes remained fixed upon it. Finally, after what seemed an eternity, I was able to close them and throw the covers over my head. I prayed until I felt the presence leave. Every night following, for at least a week, the figure returned. Each night a little closer, each night a little stronger. Each night it became harder to tear my eyes away, to cover my head. Each night I had to pray longer and longer before it left. After it had gotten halfway across the room, I told my mother I didn't know what else to do. She dismissed it as nightmares generated by unfamiliar sounds in an unfamiliar and gloomy house. I couldn't tell my grandparents or anyone else. They wouldn't believe either. I was on my own. I would just have to endure. As it came closer and closer, I slept less and less. I became haggard and exhausted, but still the terror prevented sleep. Finally, it reached my bedside. This close, it was like a wall of shadow and darkness. This close, I could see eyes deep in its shadowy face, red as old, dried blood. I could see black fangs in its cavernous mouth, black claws on its enormous hands. It leaned over me, as if to envelop me in its darkness. I shut my eyes and prayed, harder than I ever had in my life, asking God to protect me and give me strength to resist. Still, it descended, and I felt deep cold, as on the coldest winter night, surround me. I knew that it was about to take me, or kill me, and either way I would not see morning. I started to feel a sense of separating from my body, and, not knowing what else to do, I screamed for my mother, just down the hall. I yelled louder than I ever had, and in a short time she was there, throwing open my door. The light of her flickering lamp seemed to dissipate it, and it was gone. Again, I told her what happened. This time, she believed. This time, she had no choice, for she saw the large, black-clawed footprints burned into the wood floor. Hope you enjoyed your appetizer. Full meals to come on Halloween night and once a month thereafter. Each episode we will take another turn off the highways of the night and visit a new world of fear. See you there.